Today's scripture reading is Jeremiah chapter 15, verses 15 to 21. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and bring down retribution for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, do not take me away. Know that on your account I suffer insult. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of merrymakers, nor did I rejoice. Under the weight of your hand, I sat alone, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Truly, you are to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail. Therefore, thus says the Lord, If you turn back, I will take you back and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall serve as my mouth. It is they who will turn to you, not you who will turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. Here ends the reading of God's word. Greetings. Another time together virtually. Uh, I trust that uh, you are managing uh, in these kind of crazy times. Uh, Week by week, we hope we're getting to a point where we can get back together again. But in the meantime, we do our best in terms of... uh, meeting together in this way. Last week, we began a series called Faith in Challenging Times, and we looked at a specific psalm, Psalm 30, uh, which we called a time of reorientation. The psalms divide into three um, uh, perspectives, one being when things are going great, the time of orientation, other times when they are disoriented, a lament, and then reorientation. So the idea of the reorientation is that we move and can learn from what we've experienced into a new opportunity. And in that new opportunity, perhaps uh, gain momentum as we move forward. So that is something we keep in mind uh, in these days of uh, COVID-19. We mentioned specifically that uh, Jesus says to the uh, Pharisees, that you can read the weather pretty well, but you're not able to read the signs of the times. And the invitation for us is, can we read the signs of the times? The Pharisees weren't able to do that, but maybe we can. And I say that because today we look to another Old Testament text, and it concerns the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah certainly was able to read the signs of the times. He spoke in a time when uh, judgment was going to come upon Israel. He gets it. He sees it. The Babylonian Empire is circling the city of Jerusalem and the country. He sees what's coming on, but for whatever reasons, the uh, leadership of the day aren't getting it. And so he's able to read the signs of the times, and he speaks. And so we're going to look at a text from Jeremiah 15, verses 15 to 21, that were read for us and uh, see again what we can learn 
to speak to our own situation today. Um, it's a prayer, and we begin with Jeremiah's reference point, and that is that God is there for him, and he does trust in that as he begins his prayer. So it begins with this statement, O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me. O Lord, you know, you know me, you know who I am, you know where I've come from, you know my heart, my mind, my thinking, you know what I am trying to tell the people of Israel. So you know me. So he begins with this place of confidence and trust. And as we begin our place in our day today, do we live from this place of confidence or not? Jeremiah is saying, hey, we can indeed trust in God and what he's done for me and the fact that he loves me. He begins with that assurance. And then built on that, he references that he knows God's word and that he loves it and appreciates it and devours it. So we see it in these words, your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I love your word. I eat your word. I delight in your word. It reminds us of a similar word that Ezekiel says when he says that your word was as sweet as honey to me. And so it's a long-standing truth in spiritual formation that if we will focus on God's word and at least be reading it and receiving it on a daily way, that it will encourage us, encourage you in your journey, your journey of faith. In different versions of spiritual formation, they call it Lectio Divina, or divine reading. And divine reading is really just receiving the Word and looking at it slowly, taking it seriously, and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us in that moment. And that's what we see going on here with Jeremiah. So he loves God's Word. But at the same time, he is filled with this tension. He's filled with tension because God has called him to be a mediator to speak to the people of Israel, to speak God's word to them. But the problem is, is they're not receiving it. They're not hearing it. They're not receptive to it. In fact, they take it out on Jeremiah himself. We're told in the book of Jeremiah that his own family has, wants nothing to do with him. The town from where he's at disowns him, so he's not welcome in his own town. So he's feeling a lot of loneliness. He's feeling isolated, and certainly that's a feeling that we can get in these times of COVID-19. We're isolated. We can't even get together often with our own uh, families, so that's isolating. That wears us down. That's what Jeremiah was feeling, and not only that, he was feeling angry. God, you are there. You're there for me. Why aren't you working and seeing my situation and working away so that these feelings of isolation and anger will go away. That's how he is. In fact, he says it in this very, very strong word in verse 18. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Truly you are to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail. That's a very strong line. Truly you are to me like a deceitful brook. That means 
in the summertime in Israel, there are these little rivers called wadis, and you go up to them and you're expecting water, and you get there and they're totally dry. And Jeremiah uses that image to speak to his own tension with God. You are to me like a deceitful brook, like, like waters that fail. What we see with Jeremiah is that he's able to have an honest, authentic relationship with God. He says what it's like. Often when we are in situations when we're unhappy with God, we might distance ourselves and just kind of shut it down. Jeremiah doesn't do that. He goes right to God and lets God know how he's feeling. But above it all, he maintains this relationship with God. He argues with God. He speaks with God. He keeps in contact. That's the direction that Jeremiah sets up, and maybe that's something for us. In your situation, many weeks now into COVID-19, can I maintain my dynamic with God, or am I being worn down, worn down? That's where Jeremiah begins. He begins with a prayer. What happens here in the text? God responds to Jeremiah. And we hear this word in verse 19. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you turn back, I will take you back, and you shall stand before me. But if you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall serve as my mouth. So the issue is, will we turn back? Here's the play on words. Because the word to turn, to return, is actually the word to repent. And so God is using this as a... As a a literal, uh, uh, an image from literature to speak about turning and repenting and looking to God, this play on words. Keep opening up, not to harden your hearts. Turn to me, return to me, repent. That's where God begins. And specifically, we need to reestablish our priorities. Jeremiah, you need to rethink, examine. Last week we talked about examining our hearts, examining our relationships with God. Reestablish your priorities. Don't just focus on your feelings. I know how you're feeling, angry, isolated, but look to me. So it's a call to re-examine. I like a word from Eugene Peterson who says, the setting of priorities is not a once-for-all act. It has to be done frequently, redone frequently. Balances shift. Circumstances change. Moods swing. Is it still God, in fact, with whom I have first of all to do, or is it not? Changing our priorities, that's where we're at, and re-examining them. It's not a once-for-all act, not even in COVID-19. It's not enough to do it at the beginning. Can I keep re-examining, thinking who God is and what he's done for me? It's a message for us. Re-examine your priorities. That's one word that God is saying to Jeremiah, so maybe it applies to us as well. If we do so, then we will know renewal, God says. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. Here, three verbs are used. God uses the word to save which means to be brought from a position of restraint into an open area. That's to save. Another verb is to deliver, to rescue uh, 
from prey. It's like a, an animal that's the, the hawk is coming down, the eagle's coming down just to get it, and at the last second somehow the animal escapes, rescued, that's to deliver. And then thirdly, there's this word to redeem, to be liberated from the possession of another. Three different verbs that says that God is working for you, Jeremiah, and God is also working for us. To save, to deliver, to redeem. God is there for us in these days, in these days of lament. So saying all that, how do we pull it together? What, what is Jeremiah's lament saying for you and for me this day? Here we are in April 2020. First piece is to keep praying. Remember, this is all a prayer. It's a lament. It's a form of prayer. Keep praying. Keep conversing. Keep going to God. Don't give up. Keep trusting. Keep going that way. Be attentive. Keep watch, the gospel writers say. So it's an encouragement for us to just stay in the ritual of your life and your relationship with God. Ritual can be a good thing. It's not always a negative thing. Sometimes that's all we got to keep us going back to God is our rhythm of what we've done in the past. At the same time, we have to recognize that there are some roadblocks. Thomas Merton, a writer on spiritual formation from a, back in the 40s and 50s, 60s, says there are two main dangers that we often experience in our relationship with God. Here they are. Number one, laziness. Secondly, cowardice. So sometimes we just get lazy. It becomes too hard. We get worn down. And so in our laziness, we lose our zeal, as Paul warns, and we just start drifting. We are lazy. That can become a roadblock. Secondly, there is cowardice. Cowardice meaning I'm just, I retreat and I, I just start Focusing in on myself, my own fear, my own self-concern. I pull it all back, and I don't have the strength and the courage to move out and to look and see what God is doing and what are the needs of others. So the opposite of this is courage, to have courage in our faith. So Merton puts it this way, laziness and cowardice put our own present comfort before the love of God. They fear the uncertainty of the future because they place no trust in God. Laziness, cowardice, that can cause us to retreat and our hearts begin to harden so that we're not receptive to who God is and what he wants for us. The Christian life is a life of risk. There is a need to be willing to pay the cost. Otherwise, as someone said, the acids of modernity begin to eat away at our faith. Just slowly, slowly things falling apart. And so we are called to trust, depend, and lean. And that means keeping our eyes lifted up, that God will save us, he will deliver us. He will redeem us. He will renew us in our faith if we look to him. And part of that is looking beyond ourselves and serving. Serving God and serving others so we're not just thinking of who we are and what we need. 
It's interesting, and I close with this, an image that Jesus likes to use is he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And you are the branches that ultimately are called to bear fruit. So we are the branches and we are called to bear fruit. That's an image that Jesus uses. But if we switch that around and we look at a vine that has no branches and a vine that does not have fruit, then how valuable is this vine? The vine is Jesus. But Jesus is only real and effective in our world as there are branches that can bear fruit. So he depends on us. It's a partnership. We work together. So even in these days of lament, we are called to look beyond ourselves and see the value and the need of others and to do what we can. That may be a phone call. That may be a card, a word of cheer to a neighbor, whatever that might be, our parts. God is there for you. He's there for me. He was with the prophet Jeremiah. We are invited to read the signs of the times. May we open up. May we say, yes, Lord, continue to walk with us this coming week. May we shine for you. May we bear fruit for you as you live in us and we live in you. In Jesus' name, amen.